worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Good morning. It's Saturday morning, and this is David Held. You're listening to News Talk 1480 WHBC. And when we're talking about customer service, we see that there's a lot of challenges in today's economy. And we have with us, I thought this would be a great way to introduce you, Frank Favaro. He's like the Rocky of customer service. Frank, how are you doing this morning? <laughs> I'm excellent, David. I like that. The Rocky of customer service. The Rocky of customer service. It's <laughs> like customer service needs a comeback, right? Absolutely. Right. Yeah, we definitely need to come back. And I'm here to lead that charge. So thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So so what is going on? You know, when you look at customer service and I and this is just an impression that uh, that that I think a lot of people have that it started when COVID hit and we had the shutdowns and, you know, you're trying to get goods and services and it just became a problem. But then in some cases, some businesses just have never recovered and and others are ex- are exceeding expectations. What, what are you seeing in the marketplace? Yeah, so I do a lot of work with uh, in, in studying uh, the American Customer Satisfaction Index, and the ACSI has been tracking the pulse of the consumer since 1996. And what we're seeing today, first quarter results, 2023, uh, are the most recent updates, and. We're at a 17-year low right now in terms of customer satisfaction. And all industries uh, were studied and encompassed w- with this study. So it, it's, it's we're, and we feel it, right? You're a consumer just like I'm a consumer, and everyone out there is a consumer. And we feel it every single day. And there's a few different reasons for this. Um, the first is we had a really strong economy and you know, 2019, 2020, 2021. And the majority of business leaders are only looking at their business through their lens. They are not seeing the business through the lens of the consumer. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, there's a high level, uh, high numbers in terms of customer attrition. And then we also are seeing it on the employee side. There's huge employee attrition numbers. But these are things that most leaders are not looking at because they're not a line item on the P&L. So it's, it's a blind spot, but it is extremely costly, as most businesses know out there, to hire talent, train talent, get talent up to speed and learn their business, and then get them on the front line serving their customers. So there, that's one reason right there. Uh, the other reason is, is what we call is low levels of service aptitude. So mm-hmm. service aptitude is a person's ability, an employee's ability to recognize opportunity to first meet and then exceed customers' expectations. So when we think about that, I never had a, a, a class in customer service in high school and college. Did you? No. No. So No. Customer satisfaction, how do we deliver genuine hospitality? How do we really take care of our customers the way they want to be 
treated, right? And, and these things have never been taught in our society. We just expect people that you either are good at this or you're not. Mm-hmm. But these are skills. And the companies out there today that are really delivering still, they're exceeding, they're not making excuses, uh, you know, low, we don't have employees, sorry, the, you know, the wait is so long, we can't hire anyone. The reason that they're, they're not struggling is because they're training service aptitude, as opposed to just hiring anyone with a pulse or, you know, uh, <laughs> hire or, or retaining toxic employees that are making other people quit. So that's what we're seeing mostly out there today. And isn't it, isn't it something when you have somebody that has a negative attitude or a toxic employee, somebody that doesn't want to be there, how it really brings the rest of the organization down? 100%. We are the average of the five people we spend the most time with. And when we think about that, our employees don't get a choice who they spend their time with. Mm-hmm. They're, they're an employee. And if we put toxic people top talent, with, with high character people, with people that want to exceed, those people leave because A-level players want to play with A-level players, mm-hmm. it's athletics or business. It really doesn't matter, right? Mm-hmm. So absolutely. Um, a toxic employee will, will absolutely spread like a cancer and, and destroy your culture. And as a result of being scared to lose one body, you're going to lose your, your, your top people as a result. And we see it every day. And really, when somebody is considered to be like a toxic employer, they have a negative uh, attitude. I mean, uh, most of our waking hours are spent working, right? And if you're in a situation that you don't like, you know, maybe you're not a good fit for that organization or for that line of service. So it's like, find a better fit, you know? Find a better fit, yeah. Because the worst thing you can do is hire anyone with a pulse and retain employees that are that are bringing down, uh, you know, the culture uh, across the business. And you know that all starts with your hiring standards, also. You know, if if employee if businesses are out there right now and their only objection is to hire, you know, to, to carry out a transaction, that's the first mistake. You know, the Chick Fil A's of the world, the high the, the companies that really are consistent. They're not hiring to carry out transactions. They're hiring people that, to impact lives, to make a difference in the community. Uh, they're hiring people that have the right mindset and attitude, hire for the will, train the skill. And, and that's what they're doing. That's so true. And when you go to uh, Chick-fil-A, I mean, I've never seen an organization go to such levels in order to serve people in a satisfactory and efficient manner. You know, you get the, you've got the young people out there with the iPads taking the order, right? I mean, they're just, they're moving a high volume of people through in a short period of time. They will move 40 cars faster than their uh, competitor with five cars next door, right? I mean, it, it's consistent because they have systems and processes that they're continuously working to upgrade uh, in terms of, of efficiency. And they have such a, a great uh, service culture, right? My pleasure, you're welcome, eye contact, enthusiastic greeting. 99% of those employees are doing that every single time. And anyone can do it. Any business yes. can do it. Yes, it's, it's so just, true. The investment of, of do we want to invest in the work? But how, how can you be great at anything if you don't put in the work? Right, it's technique and attitude. It's like you what? gotta have the right technique and you gotta have the right attitude. 
I mean, if you have, you can have the right attitude, but if you don't have the proper technique, that attitude ain't going to stay very long. Because There's technique in everything we do in life, right? There's yes. Technique, uh, our communication skills, uh, you know, our, our, how do we deliver, you know, how do we come, how do we show up every single day? You know, the other thing, the third piece of this is we are in a distracted society. So a lot of employees show up and start their work day. And they're completely distracted, and their levels of awareness of what they're actually doing is extremely low. Think about it. Smart watches. How many people have a smart watch? 50, 60, 70% probably, right? Yes. And then all those notifications. So now you have your smartphone, your smart watch, your tweets, your notifications, your buzzes, uh, your social media. Ding, ding, ding. Everything's yeah. dinging. How are we supposed to maintain focus? Uh, on our customers and, and taking care of them when we're so distracted. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's another huge challenge that we're working out there every single day to help companies overcome. Now, how is it when you go into an organization and you see that, you know, obviously, you know, I, I used to always say that, um, it, it, organizations are kind of like uh, 10 people on a canoe, you know, where you get two people in the front that are just paddling like crazy. And then you got two people in the back trying to sink the canoe. And then you got four in the middle that are that are thinking, hmm, should we follow the people in the back or the ones that are paddling in the front? And how do you get those people that are are in in the middle, you know, to to go along with the people that are that are working hard and focused? Because we show them what's in it for them, and we do that by at the end of the day. What is more taxing to an employee? Is it the physical labor or the emotional labor of their job? Emotional. Every time. So what gives them more stress? Upset customers, tough conversations, right? They don't want that. Employees don't want that. They want their job to be easier. So what Mm -hmm. we do is we come in and we help these companies create standards that make everyone's job easier. And once they see how this benefits them... That's how we impact those employees that are sitting in the middle of the canoe to get them rowing in the right direction with the right people. Now, what about the uh, the individuals that, that are considered toxic or have that negative attitude? How do you handle them? Can they, can they be turned around? Or is it sometimes just better to be like, hey, this is just not something that we can, you know, that we can uh, change? They absolutely can be turned around, and it starts with setting proper expectations for them. Like a lot of uh, leaders out there don't, don't really feel comfortable having those tough conversations. And they, the expectations for employees are never really set. There's this really bad gray area, right? And, you know, that's one of the other things that we work with, with leaders is because, once again, most of these leaders have never been trained. They didn't ha- take a course on this in college how to have tough conversations, how to set really good expectations and communicate effectively with the employees. So that's what we do. We really help set those guidelines, set the standards. How do we effectively coach? And then how do we effectively manage people out if they're not the right fit? Because typically birds of a feather, they're going to flock together. Misery loves company. Mm -hmm. And eventually what usually happens with the companies or we're working with, they will eventually, those employees will just leave because the culture, they just can't handle it. Right, right. They select out. It's like you're around a bunch of healthy people with a positive attitude, and the, and the negative ones are like, I can't take this. Yeah, it's just not for them anymore, and it, and it makes everyone's job easier. 
But, you know, it all starts with very effective, very clear communication and setting those those expectations. So, so true. So really, you, you there's a lot of hope for a lot of companies and, and, uh, and also for the customers, too, because customers really, they... They want to go back to businesses where they're well-served and well-treated. 95% uh, of customers today, Gerald Zaltman at Harvard uh, has done the studies, they're making buying decisions today, uh, and, and the pandemic has really affected this also, based off of emotion. Uh, it's the subconscious. It's how, does, how do people, how do your employees, how do a company's employees make customers feel? And, and that's what keeps customers coming back and loyal. It's, if you can deliver consistently excellent experiences, and when you do screw up, because everyone's going to screw up, mm-hmm. you have great recovery, uh, you know you can anticipate defects, that's, that's where companies are winning because we buy based off of emotion. We buy based off of how people make us feel. We refer people that we know, like, and trust, and that all comes from feeling. So. Yes, there is a ton of hope, and this is the golden age right now of customer experience, of customer service, because it is so bad out there. The companies that are going all in are going to create their a huge competitive advantage in, in this new economy, whatever it looks like. And in reality, they're going to create their own economy. Yeah, it's really, you know, just by, but, you know, what you had said and what's interesting is um, how you have to have the proper technique, the proper training, the proper approach, you know, combined with that that attitude to serve others. Because sometimes people look at it like, well, I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to serve them. But really, that it's that service that you give to other people that really brings about success for yourself, success for your business, that willingness. It's the willingness because it's the right thing to do. It's the willingness because it, it feels good. Like, what feels better than taking care of people and they're happy? I mean, you know, I love the, yes. the giver's gain. You know, you gain by giving. You gain by giving someone a great experience. You always gain by creating an emotional connection and, and a great relationship, right? I mean, there's, it's a win-win situation. So it's getting those people to realize, like, this is what life is about. We're in the people business. It's, we're in a relationship business. Every business is, you have no customers, you have no business. So how are we connecting with our customers? How are we building relationships? Because at the end of the day, the ones that do it the best, their customers are their best sales people because they're going out there and they're, they're praising businesses and saying, Hey, you've got to, you've got to do business with these guys. They're amazing. Right. And as a result, that word of mouth business goes through the roof. So how long does it take to change a culture? In an organization or even like in a family or, you know, how does it, um, you know, how do, what's the first thing that you can do if people are kind of like in a rut? What would you say just to the general population that if you're in a rut and things aren't going well, what's the, what are, what are the top three things that people could do? First thing they could do is start looking at, okay, what are our customers really experiencing when they do business with us? Like, you know, what, take a look at like, one of the exercises I like to perform is pull up your, your, your top 10 customer list from 2019. And what does it look like today? How many of those customers are still in that top 10? What happened? A lot of, a, a lot of businesses, they, they're just, you know, there's, they were so like churn and burn uh, mindset that they didn't even realize why they lost customers mm-hmm. over time. So 
you know, look at that a little closer. What was it? Why? What happened? And then start looking at the negative habits that your customers can see, can feel, and can hear. So that's face-to-face, right? That's ear-to-ear mm-hmm. on the phone, and that's click-to-click. Mm-hmm. Utilizing our social media, what does it look like? What does our website look like? And what we do is, uh, and we can help companies do that. We can do a discovery process where we come in and really, really help to drive that and help them to see some of those negative cues. That's the low-hanging fruit right off the bat where they can fix and get immediate ROI. So it's really just, it's, it's taking the perspective of the customer or taking the perspective of the other person. And then, and then really looking at areas that you can improve upon things that you're doing that are not working and, and changing it. It's 100%. But, but when you think about a great economy, it's, we are, this is the best years we've ever had. We, we are so profitable. This is, we're more profitable than we've ever been. But then, you know, as, as we start to go into a recession, it's, What's going on? Why is the, you know, what's working two years ago isn't working today. Why? And, you know, that's when we really have to take a look in the mirror and really shine some light on, on, and bring awareness to what, a, what are our people doing every day out there? You know, um, are they distracted? Are they talking to customers while they're looking at the lunch menu online or, you know what I mean? Whatever that yes. looks like. And, and there's so many things, but you know, how do we make our customers feel? Do we ask the same question four or five times in a row? because we have never really listened to our customers. Um, you know, and it's those same you know, things, and it usually comes back to the lack of awareness, low service aptitude, and not looking at the world through the customer lens. And that's where we always start. That is so true. Frank, thank you for joining us this morning. You've, you've really given a lot of perspective as to how you know, important a person's attitude is and, and really the technique or the approach that you're taking to deal with adversity and that willingness to serve to serve customers, how it makes a difference. Thanks for coming on the program. My pleasure, David. Thank you for having me.